see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. You're listening to DC on CW Legends of Tomorrow edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're listening from your desktop, you can take us mobile by downloading the Rain Man Digital app available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Simply search Rain Man Digital. And you can also find us on demand through iTunes and Stitcher by searching DC on CW. Once you find us there, please go ahead and leave us a review. All right, today it is me, Lauren Alexander, and your wonderful friendly neighborhood, Bobby D. Hello, hello. And we're going to be breaking down and discussing Legends of Tomorrow, Season 3, Episode 12, The Curse of the Earth Totem. Uh, so Sarah's on a date, and the rest of the Legends crew attempt to just run their own little side mission and get the Earth Totem from the Bahamas in the 1700s, accidentally landing in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course, because why wouldn't that happen, yeah. guys? Nothing goes smooth without a captain, no matter what. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the episode, we've got one little little bit of news. It's good enough for, you know, good enough for me. I don't need more than this story. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, John Constantine to appear twice more this season. Um, so Bleeding Cool is reporting that it's we're going to see Matt Ryan as Constantine, not one, but two more upcoming appearances this season. EW has confirmed that. Um, I am really excited about that. It looks like he's going to be appearing in both the 15th and the 18th episodes of the season. The 15th is being called Necromancing the Stone. Oh, my God. What a great title. <laughs> we are going to do a game where they seem to be naming after like older movies and stuff yeah. to see if you actually knew like what they were referencing. That's amazing. We should. Uh, um, so that will be an episode dealing with the final and mysterious sixth totem. Um, the 18th episode is yet untitled, but it is the season finale. So hell yes. Um, also, Warner Brothers Animation will be showing the first episode of the Constantine animated series at WonderCon. I did not know that. What are they going to do with the rest of the time during? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a 10 minute thing. <laughs> no, like, they'll probably talk about it. They'll yeah. probably show it and then talk about it. But um, either way, you know, whatever. I'm going to probably go check that out then. So but what? Him uh, coming back now. So the season finale seems to have... Jax is coming back. 
we we kind of reported that um, Jonah's coming back for the finale too, and now Matt Ryan's going to be back more than once. So that's that, that's really cool. So is so Jonah's going to be back for the finale. The finale that's eighteen. Yeah. Mm. So you know we were kind of speculating last week like oh are we going to get some kind of Justice League Dark for season four? Keeping them all around. So. Oh boy, I hope so. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What do you like in the article? It also mentioned that Jax is coming back. What are they gonna do with him? Like, I don't know what's gonna go on here. Um. Okay, first of all, he has gotten better at like combat for sure. So that's something, or stuff with the ship, or just to help out, all hands on deck, hail mary sort of thing. Yeah, we need everybody here. Or we're yeah. all gonna die. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I I just thought thought that was a weird name to come back. And again, I, I always hate when they do this stuff because it would have been nice for him just to appear, you know, because, you know, now somehow Jesse Quick's coming back to Legends for some reason, probably to make up with Wally at some time. Mm. And now, you know, we have all these characters that are appearing. They kind of get ruined for us. That, like I said, I would like to be surprised for he just shows up one day and like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we always get this stuff reported on, and it's cool, and it does build hype, but at the same time, it would be way cooler if we were surprised. Like I said, you you have Jonah Hex and John Constantine. I mean, you you would text me about Jonah with the whole, like, them doing the the Instagram story. Yeah, and I didn't even see Jonah. I just saw, what is it, Salvation? Yeah, and then the last thing for their story was the hat and dirt. I didn't see that one. Yeah, Um. so, yeah, you just... You know, it's cool that they tease it and they really didn't show Jonah. So we don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I always. I don't know. I guess other it's, people no, that don't listen or don't do this for you know, a living. <laughs> they, they are d- surprised. They don't. Yeah. They don't fall into the same kind of traps we do. I mean, it's it's um, it's double edged for sure, because like you said, obviously, you know, there's there's no more element of surprise there. But at the same time, um, I don't mind those Instagram story teases, you know, where it's just like, ooh, that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, you you don't get the you exact You don't get time. like, episode 18, this is the exact plot. Like, like okay. 37 minutes, <laughs> you will see this. This will At appear. exactly 2322, you will see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, with that... Let's take a quick break before we get into the episode. Whatever you roofied it with, I'd like some. I did not roofie him. Oh, I ain't judging. DC on CW. We'll be right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Some, it's not a woman walking by. I'm like, oh, how sweet. Look at him. He's watching Outlander. He's so sensitive. No, it's some douchebag. <laughs> Wearing a gold gym, you know, cutoff, laughing at me because I'm watching some love-making scene with a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's a very embarrassing. I don't know. I, I blame my mother. <laughs> That's even worse. How do you go from sex to your well, mother? No, I blame, no, 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 no. I blame my mother with the things that, you know, because I get, I get scoffed at by the things I watch. I mean, I'm just, I think when I go out and I get dressed up, someone might look at me. Oh, yeah, he's a cool guy. His hair's all done up. It's it's colored. He has cool style. But like at every day, Michael, it's just, it's not cool. <laughs> 
I'm watching Supergirl at the gym. <laughs> I wish my mother was more tough on me. I, I, I could blame the fact that instead of teaching me to be like hardcore, go play sports, go play baseball. Go play, you know, hockey. Dad, she teaches me how to crochet and sew right now. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, did you know that Rainman Digital now offers a premium service? That's right, besides the weekly free broadcasts, Rainman Digimamool now offers a premium service. And when you pledge to our Patreon page, you automatically become a subscriber. So it's easy. The premium service includes video content plus additional exclusive shows like Star Trek from the Holodeck, Comic Book Chaos, DC on CW. Where you can hear me and Ryan say weird words for fun. Yeah. Supernatural, The Crossroads, and more. So- Only one of you says it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I say it to make fun of him, and he just says it because he can't say words. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital and sign up today. You can get more bonus shows and things. Yeah. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> But at the same time, then you wouldn't have this feeling that, okay, so Lucifer's just what? Sitting on his hands and knees? With King Shark. You're getting, I was getting, getting a, shark a shark tattoo. tattoo. And like, what I watched the episode Especially after. the way it ended. I mean, you end it with Ray climbing the mountain, holding out the lightsaber to Luke. And Funny Luke that some out. of my favorite westerns are coming from the Euro countries. Mm-hmm. To this day, directors and writers are able to bring the heat in terms of American... Yeah, I mean, don't be me wrong, Mad Max was really good, but they washed out a lot of it to kind of hide the special effects that they were doing. Yeah. And that's fine. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. I'm not afraid All right, we are back. Let's talk Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, Episode 12, The Curse of the Earth Totem. Written, uh, sorry, directed by Chris Tamaro and written by Grain Godfrey and Uba Muhammad. We'll go with Uba. I'll buy that. Yeah. Might be Uba, but I don't think it's Uba. I think it's Uba. It's, you know what? I could be totally off base. We don't know. But good job, guys. Uh, so um, this episode, we got kind of a, a very visual explanation of the totems. 
um, using the ever popular Arrowverse plot device of drawing it on a freaking whiteboard. <laughs> when in doubt, get a marker and draw it. <laughs> when in doubt, draw that shit out. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So we, we really got to break down. It does help sometimes though. We make fun of it. We tease. We sort of laugh at its, you know, blatant in your face explanation. But at the same time, it is it is nice to see a breakdown. So we've got a breakdown of these totems. Uh, the air totem is with Zari. She's got that. The water totem belongs to Kuasa, who is the granddaughter, one of the granddaughters of Amaya, the evil one. The fire totem was in a museum in 2018. And the spirit totem, the Anansi totem, is with Amaya. After this week, the earth totem is with the darks. So this week has them, you know, checking out where the, where the earth and fire totems are. Um, and, uh, let's talk about this, uh, this totem power for the earth one, cause this is the one they tracked down this episode. And, uh, she had some poison ivy shit going on. Okay. Did you think that it was poison ivy? No. Okay. I, I wasn't sure because the way when it started wrapping around her and stuff, I was like, wait, what's going on here? Are we getting some kind of weird like crossover thing going she on? She was way too out of sync with nature for that to be poison ivy, okay. you know? It was more of the earth just taking her over, not necessarily yeah. her controlling the earth. But yeah. I, I, like instantly though, like right off the bat, I was like, wait, what's going on here? Because <laughs> I wasn't sure like what Blackbeard was calling her. I was like, was her name Ivy? Oh God, that would have been weird. That would have been kind of cheesy. Yeah. I don't think I would have liked that. Yeah. Well, I figure for, you know, Batman fans around it. Well, like- yeah, but I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, And then, so the sixth totem, what, <laughs> I I want to ask what your speculations are, but there was something that was put in the, one of like the news article for this week that if you read it, you would have seen. So did you read that? No, I didn't. Okay, cool. What Speculate. Uh, I think because I, I, I said it last week, I think this is getting to be like fifth element shit. And I think Sarah is the last totem. Was that in the article? Oh, huh, no. Uh, wow. Do you not buy that? or No, I just I never even considered it. <laughs> the only, only reason I, I say that is because it seems like everybody has like a vested interest in her. Like Malice is trying to get her over, you know, it's not like anybody else has the connection. Yeah, I well, I was just thinking of the question in terms of like, what is the power, I guess? Oh. Like what type of totem? Because um, we've got air, water, earth, and fire, which are, you know, the four elements of like, I don't know, the world. Captain Planet. Yeah, with our powers combined. Um so we just need, you know, heart for the stare. Right. Care Bear stare. Well, no, but like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they get together and their powers just shoot out of their bellies. Yes. They get like cheesy, shitty tattoos on their stomachs. Uh-huh. Um, Amaya's totem is the spirit totem. Uh, I would argue that that would be like the life totem Mm -hmm. she's embodying the life of of uh living beings around her embodying the spirit of living beings around um or that exist on that earth so the other the last totem would be some sort of darkness some sort of maybe death and that was in the article that i read and it said it was the death totem so she was dead and brought back 
you, God, you are right. So, um, I, we'll see. Like I said, I just think it has to be somebody that Malice has a vested interest in. And, you know, it wasn't like he was trying to call her over to kill her. Yeah, he wanted her. He wanted her. And if they're collecting totems, it just seems right. Well, and it makes sense, too. To All right, we're going to jump on this this bandwagon for a minute. So, um, Amaya's talking this episode, and she's telling them that there is no record of any sixth totem. There's no there's no record of that anywhere. There's record of all of the other ones, but not the sixth. So, yeah, what if the totem isn't an item? What if the totem... What if Sarah's the avatar? No, <laughs> But like, but what if the totem um, is created when, like, I don't know, something to do with someone who has died and come back from the dead? And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could buy it. And somebody strong enough. I mean, she did handle the spear last year. Oh boy! You know, and we we've seen her do these things that, and especially because. We've always said, like, they've centralized the show around her anyways. And mm-hmm. so, like, l- last week we saw, like, Zari kind of get her background story. And I almost think that Zari's brother's Malice. Um, hmm. And, you know, that would bring her into the story. But then it, if uh, Sarah ends up being, like, again, the fifth element or, you know, the the the, the last, like, totem, it would still be centered around our lead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on board, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. You're buying my bullshit right now. I am. I will buy a uh, beginner stock in your bullshit right now. Yeah. So I, again, it, it. It. I don't know what other theory would make it because we always want payoff at the end. Yeah. To where. You know, and what if Rip knows this whole time and this is why he wanted the legends in on this and, you know, it would make sense for Constantine to be around because he's, you know, Mr. Dark Arts and knows Mm -hmm. Sarah and, you know, instructed Ray to kill her if she started going fucking nutso again. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all the way there but i'm also not against this theory either so we'll see we're gonna put a pin in that yeah. um and then if you guys have listened for the last three years you know 90 percent of the time i'm wrong you ever just want to go back and listen to our bullshit theories and hear how bad they are uh yeah i don't or remember. how much cooler they are than what actually exactly, happened. <laughs> exactly. That, that's usually the thing because uh by bad i really just meant off base i but. always like i always think about um when we did our like after sdcc we did the thing where i said that um, uh, Affleck was going to walk away from Batman yeah. after November. And the way you guys looked at me, like I was fucking being all weird about it. Like shit like that. Like sometimes we do have theories that work. But again, like I said, if we go back to listen, some of them are probably way cooler than anything that they wrote. Yeah. So again, we have what, five weeks to figure it out. Oh boy. All right. Well, let's talk. Uh, Let's talk about our merry band of misfits. Um, Legends is historically always where the outcasts get sent. The uh, the land of misfit toys. And now we've got one more outcast in the mix. And that is Wally West. He finally appeared on Legends this episode. Um, so we know we know it's a different set of writers than 
The Flash on this show, right? You know, The Flash writing staff never really had anything for Wally to do. It was uh, oversaturated, too many speedsters, not enough big stuff that required more than one speedster. Um, I am really happy to see Wally on this show. I think with correct writing, he could be a great character. He's been written kind of useless and kind of annoying on Flash sometimes. And I think his character has kind of gotten better. And I think that started to happen when he was on the show less. Yeah. And um, now, you know, we we see him coming over to Legends this week. Rip hunts him down and he finds him in what China at first. Yeah. You know, doing his little Buddhist monk centering myself yeah hey you know man he goes fast all the time sometimes i guess it's uh comforting to to slow slow down down. (laughs) but i mean how did you how did you like wally this episode in this show again it was it was more of a playful wally west than i think we saw you know and they gave him more to do and he wasn't such like sound like Ryan here but he wasn't such a like a whiny bitch as he was in Flash yeah you know and I think that's where we lost Wally was you know when, <laughs> when they went on missions and then he would come back and be like you guys didn't even know I wasn't here and you're like alright yeah we understand alright yeah 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 you, we you, get it Wally you have to go so you know again I hope that you know the lighter tone of Legends brings out more of that personality that I think kind of we think of when we think of Wally West yeah. Well, and the the less uptight that Wally has been on the show, the more I've liked him on, on Flash. So I'm hoping that the way that Legends is written, the way the team works together, all of that, I hope that that helps Wally grow as a character. Uh, I feel like the actor is going to be able to step out of his shell a little bit more with the character and not worry about, you know, overshadowing another speedster or anything like that. So I, I was excited about it. I liked it a lot. Um, I <laughs> I lost my mind when I just saw Tokyo 1992 and they're just fucking singing karaoke. Yeah. Drunk. Cuz got got the speedster shine. Yeah. The speedster moonshine. Yeah, that um that watch is a pretty uh, nifty tool there. Mhm. And pantsing Gary. Gary, oh my god, that was so good. Rip just being like, "Wait, come on, let's do this." And, and and I think that's what we need from Wally is again that 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 playful side, and with people like Ray, you know, and Nate there that are more on the sarcastic like nerdy side of things, I think he'll fit in well with those two. Yeah, I think honestly, the the whole team like they all, no one there is particularly uptight except for maybe Zari, and she's loosening up. Yeah, she's getting better, but um. The the whole team in general, like they're serious when things need to be serious, but then they're not afraid to crack a joke at the same time. It, yeah. It's really good. I mean, just like a couple episodes ago when Constantine was in the episode and, uh, and before, before, uh, Leo left and Constantine gets on board and, and Mick just goes, yeah, his girlfriend's a guy. Yeah. And Nate just throws his arms up in the air. Just good stuff like that. Like that is at its core the the humor of the show. Um, just almost slapsticky. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it's going to work a lot better for Wally. I I think Wally's going to fit in with the team really well. He's going to um Oh, and I think we we forget a lot about what Wally's capable of when it comes to like fixing mechanical things. Yeah, that he before he was a speedster that he was an engineer. So I think he's going to take over a little bit of the mechanical engineering stuff from where where Jack's left off. I know Zari's been working with some of that as well, but it I, she's more on like the super techie side of it. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that part, but yeah, that's another good role for him is and he would always have something to do and I think that's what Legends does that Arrow and Flash misses out on. You know, we don't, I won't say Supergirl because we're not as saturated with stories. Yeah. Um, is that they always find something, you know, no matter what episode is, even if it's only like a five minute part of the episode, every team member has something to do. Right. And I think that's where we always lost Wally. It was just like, where do we fit him in? And if, if you give him that engineering part, you know, to take care of the ship type thing, and maybe that's why Jax comes back, you know, yeah. to try to train, you know, do some knowledge transfer type shit that's of like, point. Hey, this is what works. This is what doesn't. This is how I learned. You know, let's let's figure this out. So there's there's always a concern about how the team dynamic is going to work when a new team member comes aboard and whether it's going to really mess things up or whether they're going to like vibe well with everyone right off the bat. And honestly, I I think this is going to be a really good thing. Something occurred to me um, just a moment ago, and that's like right now. Zari is the only new team member. Yeah. She and and we just had an episode last episode where she wasn't being listened to. She was trying to come with to Sarah with, hey, you know, he, I, here's this issue. There's something weird going on. I think we're all in danger, etc. And because of her, first of all, attitude towards, you know, authority on the ship and, you know, her cold nature towards the crew, like she's not mean she's just i'm here for a purpose and it's not forever and that's that we're not friends we're just inhabiting space together yeah um it's that guy that's staying in your room at con that you really don't know yeah well i mean but honestly though like she is the only one that doesn't already have a bond with everyone else so everyone else already had trust established and Mm -hmm. and uh emotional ties established and stuff like that she's the only new one to come on board i think um First of all, we had the episode last episode where she she started kind of opening up to everyone and, and everyone started kind of like um, uh, like even even when people didn't open up the dialogue with her like Nate did, like Nate said, hey, we're friends. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we're friends. Um, she after that took the time to go to everyone after the whole thing was resolved and say, hey, Mick, by the way, I know you're writing a novel. Um that that ending needs a rewrite like like she's paying attention to what they're doing and like hey i i'm invested in you yeah um i, I care about what's going on in your we're life. companions i give a shit about you mm-hmm. so that paired with someone else new who like i mean people have met him uh nate worked with him in yeah. central city in between, you know, season two and season three so he, six months yeah he's got a little bit of a bond with him sarah knows him to an extent, Ray knows him to an extent, but no one's ever really gotten to know him. Yeah. It, with the exception of maybe Nate. Um, but he's going to be new to the team, new to the dynamic and not used to taking orders from Sarah, etc. So 
I think honestly, well, and Mick is going to be an interesting dynamic as well, because while he wasn't around when Heatwave was a nemesis of Flash, it's still going to be kind of a weird, like they might joke about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I think it's going to give Zari someone else to, I don't know, have discussions about like, yeah, I mean, I really like everyone. Sometimes I feel a little bit on the outside or, you know, oh, you'll get used to it. This or that happens and, and blah, blah, blah. It was tough Wally for me go, too. I know what it feels like to be on the outside because yeah. my own family doesn't like me. Oh, <laughs> honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to give Zari someone to uh, kind of casually bond with a little bit over being the outsider in, a, in an established group because he was absolutely the last one to join the fray in team flash. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, I think it's going to work with the dynamic really well and it's going to help Zari open up and bond with the team even more. So on that note, let's take another quick little break. Let's chat just for a moment about Patreon. Mm. So if you want more DC on CW, you can go to patreon.com slash Digital to get some. We're constantly adding additional content each and every month, including DC on CW Presents, where the DC on CW hosts discuss any and all things DC related. Also, the new Black Lightning series has now been added to our lineup of shows to cover. But in order to hear the discussion on this series, you've got to pledge to our Patreon. So if you pledge... or more a month, you will gain access to all of this plus hours of additional Rain Man digital content. I mean, there's, you know, we've got Wayne talk happening. We've got RMD Arcade if you're into video games. There's all sorts of stuff. We've got all kinds of things out there. All kinds of things. Have you watched Black Lightning at all? I haven't yet. I just, I, I don't have time. Yeah, I just didn't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't have time. I'll... That honestly, at this point, now that I'm behind on it, I may just go ahead and wait until it hits Netflix and, and just binge, binge it. it. Yeah, because uh, I know Angelica started watching it and she was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> so. I do want to watch it, especially after you guys said it was good. I know I, I trust your judgment yeah. on whether something is good or crappy. So I'm definitely going to watch it. I just don't know when I'm going to have the time for it. No, so that's fine. Probably, probably once it hits Netflix two weeks after it ends, I'll just, I'll binge it. It'll be summertime. It'll be good. Yeah. All right. So let's jump back into the episode. Last week, we got more on the personal side of the characters, you know, the things that they do in their spare time when they're not in the middle of a mission, when they're just hanging out on the ship. And this week, we see more of that with Sarah and Ava finally getting a date because, oh my God. God, was that just like begging to happen for weeks? You seem like a a bunch of time travelers that they could find time. Yeah, but also they're human and uh, it's not like you can stay up all the time. Humans are dumb is what I was going to (laughs) say. Humans are dumb. They will specifically ignore their emotions and be like, nah, that's not now. Stop it. (laughs) No. What? date her that's no i don't have feelings that's That's not a thing i don't have emotions emotions are for babies and weaklings and i'm a captain of a ship (laughs) um no but we definitely knew this was going to happen we saw this coming everyone saw this coming they started flirting especially like uh leo pointing it out before he left the wave rider to go back to his earth he was like i'm gay i'm not dumb (laughs) like i see this 
she's tilting her head down, eyes are up, moving her hair out of her face, yeah. blushing. It's yeah, it's a thing. The nonverbals are you. there. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think it works. I don't know about you, but I. I think the dynamic between them. Um, they're both kind of in a leadership position. They've each got their own teams. Um, they have the same sort of struggles. They're able to work alongside each other from time to time. But I, I, I think the dynamics of their personalities work. Okay. I, I, I just always, I, I think three years of relationships on in the Arrowverse of covering this, like as a show for the network, I always get nervous when new relationships spark up. <clears throat> sure. Because it's, we haven't had like the greatest track record with, Okay. You know, people getting together and not getting annoying or becoming like some kind of crutch and weakening one character for me. So, <clears throat> the good news about that in this situation is that Sarah has not been intolerable since the early days of Arrow. I, I think, honestly, the the most intolerable Sarah has been, at least for me, um, was towards the beginning of her coming on to into the Arrowverse at all. Yeah. Um, and since then she's been a really solid character. And especially after moving on to Legends, the way her character is written and the way her character handles relationships and things is so mature, so like laid back and adult. Like she's died a couple times, man. Like she doesn't need to be petty and like jealous and shitty or start weird drama over bullshit that they could just talk out. She's just going to talk about it. She's yeah. going to be like, no, that's fucking stupid. Let's talk about this right now. And then they're going to talk about it and then it's done. Like they had a little mini argument and instead of turning into this whole thing where someone storms out of the room and then it becomes a plot device for like half an episode, instead of that, um, they just... I don't know, called each other out. And then they were like, wait, no, 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 no. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Okay. We kiss and made up. Great. That's, you know, like that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to ruin Sarah and I don't have enough of an attachment to Ava to give a shit, to give a shit if something <laughs> happens. Like she's fine. She's a fine character, Yeah, but she's not important to the show uh, like to an extent that there's nobody out there going, I will not watch this show I'll anymore. Riot if they ruin Ava, I'm going to tweet them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's fine. Uh, the actress is great. I think the the character was insufferable when she came on the show, but for a reason mm -hmm. she was supposed to be. And now she's eased up and gone. Okay. I don't have to be so uptight and shitty. And, and she's actually, she's enjoyable to watch on screen. She's fine now. Um, but I don't think she's so integral to the show that if something goes south with her and Sarah, that it's going to ruin shit for me. Yeah. Sarah's the type to mope for a couple days, drink it off, hook up with someone and move on. I'm going to go find me a rebound. Yeah, man. Sarah's entirely liberated. And I think she's, I, I don't know. I think she's just not, I don't think she's vulnerable to, what has happened in the past with other relationships on these shows. And I don't think, um, I think they learned from Hawkman and Hawk girl how not to do relationships on the show. I have not had an issue with relationships since then Okay, on legends. I like, like I said, I just, I just hope at one point, like, Oh my gosh, Sarah's girlfriend's kidnapped. <laughs> you know, listen, I do appreciate though that 
if Sarah's going to get a relationship arc, that it's someone outside of the crew. Because I, once again, I do believe her character is strong enough to go, hey, I really care about you guys. That's great. But I'm not going to let it even, I'm not going to even like let myself develop any sort of feelings. That's not even an option because you are my crew. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't, that's not going to work for me. I can't be in a leadership position if I'm like screwing someone. Um, I, I'm glad it works that she is seeing someone outside of the wave rider crew, but can understand what she's dealing with. And she can just talk to them about all of the shit with the crew and the wave rider and time travel and whatever. Yeah. Still somebody in the field. Yeah. It's not somebody she's hiding a secret I, from. I think that's the perfect match and it's not, and and it's a, a woman that can keep up with her mentally and physically, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, bow. Um, I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good match and I don't think it's going to weaken the show. Okay. And I'm really relieved about that because that is always a concern. Yeah, because this is, this is the one show that really doesn't dive into the whole shipping bullshit. Yeah. I mean, not like so much anyway. The Nate and Amaya thing has been going okay. They bounce back a little bit. It's got to be weird being close quarters with someone that you're, you know, in love with. Um, but, you know, chose to end things. It's it's. But it's doing okay because it's not, it's focusing on it in tidbits here and there. Mm-hmm. A splash of like, hey, we should maybe try and be a little separate or like, hey, a pirate's life for me. Yo ho, get in these pants. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll make each other forget. Yeah, I think it's solid. All right, so let's talk about stuff other than relationships now. Um, so he also. <sighs> The most frustrating thing of the episode was not a relationship. It was one human being's dumb mistake. One dumb, beautiful, sweet human being. I kind of yelled at the TV. I was so fucking mad. I was just like, idiots, idiots, the whole lot of them. Like, and, and it wasn't the whole lot of them. It was one idiot. And then a slightly lesser idiot that didn't stop the initial idiot. <laughs> But he also doesn't really have a horse in any fucking race ever. So he's just kind of like, yeah, everybody do your thing. It's not my problem. I didn't do it. Uh, (laughs) So we saw how Ray's good heart gets in the way of the mission. He uses his magic pew pew gun to basically kill Dark's daughter. She was in the process of dying. And he gets this guilty feeling in his gut and goes back to save her. Okay, so <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he was planning to try to get the totem back and that's all good and well, but that didn't work. I, I would never do that alone. Never. I would never trust the darks like ever, 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 ever. He's lucky that he's alive. Oh, man. He's so lucky. I, I was so mad at Ray. I was like, what are you doing? Don't do that. By, don't do it by yourself. You sweet, stupid, beautiful idiot. You didn't bring your suit. You didn't do nothing. Nothing. Absolute. God damn it. Ray Palmer. How are you so smart and so stupid? Yeah. I know they're different types of smart, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. You think you'd pick up some street smarts along the way. Yeah. This isn't your first episode. Yeah. So Ray gets caught. Um, and he basically just, oh my God, the dumbest thing too, is that like, why 
why would you save her? First of all, I know you feel guilty, but if you're going to save her, why would you save her alone? Just all of this shit. Because now, like the first thing, I hope you're happy. I hope you are fucking happy, Ray Palmer. Because the first freaking thing that she did as soon as she was like, oh, I'm alive again and I'm not suffering. Great. Oh, hey, it's you. I remember you die. (laughs) My hero bit. (laughs) You saved me. I'd kill you. Like that's. (laughs) Come on, man. Really? That, that you idiot. And I would even think of like somehow saving her would make it better. Like if I was somehow almost killed you, Lauren, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to save Lauren now. Like, wouldn't you just be pissed at me for almost killing you in the first place? Not like, all uh, like, you're my hero. I, you saved me. Yes. Especially if you're no. bad. Yes and no. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, you're correcting a mistake, I guess. I don't know. I I think I would be grateful that you even bothered to come back, especially if we're enemies. If we were friends, I'd be pissed that you almost killed me to begin with. I'd be like, (laughs) motherfucker. But if we were enemies and you came back and like saved me, I'd be like, shit. All right. Cool. I'm still going to try and kill you later, but you know, cool. Thanks. You get a free pass. Yeah, this once you get to walk away and then I'll kill you later. Um, but okay, so now Ray is alive, but passed out without his suit, without any backup, without his team. What the freaking hell? And he's with the darks. So a couple things are going to happen here. Uh, potentially either he is going to be stranded there and they're going to, or, or they're going to just like let him go and he's going to go back to the legends and they're going to fuck with him later. They're going to take advantage of his kindness and his heart. Or they're going to keep him like a little pet. And then they're going to use him as a bargaining chip. And I don't know which one. I think it's the bargaining chip. It's honestly, I think th- they could either do that or they could manipulate him into helping them get the other totems. You think he would do that? Or do you think like... If they cornered him, if they found a way... kind of magic. They're... They're methodical. Like they're, they don't give a shit about like, no, nothing is too far for the darks. Nothing. Especially since they kind of tried to kill him when he was a kid. Yeah. Nothing is too far. And Damien Dark is very smart and his daughter is very ruthless. Yeah. So if they corner Ray and they find a way to manipulate him and say the entire team's going to die. You know what I mean? Like if they find a way to put the team in danger unless he helps them get the totems. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I can see it. You know? I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, they could also easily overpower him and keep him a prisoner and as a bargaining chip. And our team is down to one totem when we had two before. Well, well yeah. Two, really? Yeah, two, but... One you don't want to use. Yeah, one you don't want to use, and uh, Maya lost hers. So, cool. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the episode itself. The uh, the theme, the feel, the, the sets, the costumes, all of that stuff. So we had a pirate-themed episode. Why did I say that like that? Pirates this episode. <laughs> oh my god, the pirates are coming. The pirates are coming. 
the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> um, anyway, we had a pirate themed episode. Uh, we had Blackbeard and Queen Anne, um, which is cool because the Queen Anne is a real ship. Yeah. Um, Blackbeard is. Did you think they kind did of a real person? Too but- much uh, Jack Sparrow with Blackbeard. No. I mean, I thought he was a little less less ruthless than like what you expected than what head. I expected. But at the same time, you know, history is different than what's written down. So I don't know. Yeah. Plus, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it didn't feel like overly flamboyant. He was just kind of like okay, and like had a sense of humor. Okay. So it didn't really bother me. Um, he could have been he could have been a little rougher and tougher, but. Oh, well, I think that's the issue I had with all of it. And I was talking to Mike because I can remember the first time that Jonah Hicks showed up, like me and Ryan got an argument with Mike about like, why weren't they more dirty and more like grungy looking? Oh, yeah. Well, that's just a makeup thing. That's just. Yeah. And I and I had the same problem with the pirates. Like in my head, I was like, and it wasn't like they were, this was a port. It wasn't like they were, this is where they lived or whatever. Like, I just expected like more sun drenched like just dirtier pirates and it just seemed like everybody was uh you know got their clothes from party city the night before for the pirate theme party yeah i mean i've i've just accepted that that's how things are gonna look in this show though when it comes down to it we're not working with a blockbuster movie budget and like makeup team you know keep that shit clean we're gonna get our our deposit back We got to return those later. Oh my gosh. You ripped their pants. But honestly though, I mean, it's just, it it just needs to look good on the small screen. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be. (sighs) Yeah. I I've learned to overlook it. I, I do have that same criticism and I definitely thought, you know, Oh wow. That pirate poison Ivy is way, uh, way more glamorous than I think she would look. But you just you just learn to overlook it. It's TV. Yeah. You know, that usual argument of, listen, it's it's TV. I just always bring up stuff like that because it's, it's it's the things that bring me out of an episode. Like when they're doing stuff and I'm just like, why is he so clean? I think it stopped affecting me so much, to be totally <laughs> like honest. I, I've it's become not, numb. It's not an HBO show or like, you know, a stars show we're like not, Black Sails. Yeah, we're not watching Black Sails. Yeah. And they're not, you know, it's not. A one size fits all sort of thing for the makeup artists. You know, they're doing like regular, like primetime TV stuff, like just regular, f- like film TV makeup, and then occasionally theming it. Yeah. Especially with this show. So I'm not super upset about that. I, yes, they could have been dirtier. Yes, absolutely. But I meant like personality wise, he could have been rougher and tougher as well. Oh, yeah. No, that, um, I agree with that. Cause, Again, we always think of pirates as these ruthless people. Okay, how hot was Amaya as a pirate, though? That'll work. <laughs> she, de- <laughs> she definitely looked, uh, yeah. It was definitely a hot she, girl at the Halloween party she, in the pirate costume. Yeah, but it wasn't even like a slutty Halloween no. costume. It was just like a regular pirate. She's just hot and looks good in it. Yeah. It that, was great. That and her taking control probably helps, too. Mm, well, you know, that's a personal preference, Bob. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's your own personal kink, man. I don't know. But (laughs) judge me. (laughs) But uh, I mean, yeah, I thought she looked great. I thought she was amazing. Her accent sounded great. 
Um, it's probably a real accent right knowing this show and like the Arrowverse it's probably her real accent and she's not even American she just fakes the American accent no I don't I have no idea I think she's American but I don't really know um but no I mean it she she played a great character within a character and um we, we always had but we still had Nate in um Ray doing the the you know stereotypical pirate things of, yeah. you know when in well, doubt and then that goonies that goonies line way later on where nate runs up and he's like hey you guys yeah you just know you're gonna get those 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 gems uh, out of them yeah because they're always referencing movies and like pop culture and uh, stereotypical things like that so um, no, it was good. She was taking it serious and really diving into it. And then they were just kind of like, we're pirates. Yo ho, yo ho. Like <laughs> a good time. Macy Richardson Sellers was born in March, uh, 1992 in London, England. Oh my God. She's two years younger than me. <laughs> what? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> your balls just dropped. She- <laughs> You're like, oh my God. Okay, so that is her accent. See, there you go. That's why it sounded so good. Yeah. Her American accent's great, then. Good job. Yeah. Um, that must have been fun for her, then. But she's two years younger than me. She looks like way more of an adult lady than I do. <laughs> she's an adult person, and people still think I'm, like, 22. Yeah. That'll, that'll work for you when you're... 32 I mean, and, that's going to be great for me way later, but yeah, well, it's all right. Keep, get, keep getting carded, honey. You're fine. Yeah. She's just like an elegant lady, adult person. And I'm just like a little kid masquerading as an adult, like bills. I pay those. I promise. One day we'll run into her and we'll figure out she's just like us. Maybe she's just like us. She also has bills. <laughs> <laughs> I pay bills. In bills, my British bills, accent. Bills. Bills. Um, Mick, of course, is always wonderful. I mean, there's just like, you can't even, there's almost nothing to point out. It's just like, yeah, Mick's being great. I always like when they do like anything that's more like kind of rough and tumble, like the Pirates episode, the old, the Wild West episodes with Mick, because I think that's where he shines just because his attitude and everything fits in so well. That's true. He does blend in. You know, and it's like, oh, well, a fight and drinking. It's my type of thing. Let's do this. So I I always appreciate when they, like I said, go to more of these rough and tumble type areas because that's where Mick shines. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think, honestly, he his personality just fits so well. He doesn't even have to act or play a character. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do a bar brawl. Yeah. Here, give me that bottle. Let me chug it and then break it over someone's head. Yeah, we'll that's get out fine. of here. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you have any final thoughts on any of the pirate stuff? Um, no, I, I, again, I, it was, the it was just the backdrop, honestly. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, the episode overall for me was still good. Again, it was just some of the character choices that were made, like the Ray thing that threw me off of, like, yeah. it just, it, like we said, you're a smart guy and we know that you have a big heart and you know, you've been warned and you always think about now. Constantine's warning that if Sarah gets out of control and Malice takes over again, 
that he's supposed to kill her. I mean, that's the whole point of the magic gun. Yeah, it seems like he's got death on the mind because of it. And, and, and now, you, now you wonder if you could, can he pull the trigger? Can you trust him to pull the trigger? No. Or is he just no. like, why would you make an antidote? <laughs> yeah, I, you can't. Um, I 100% do not trust Ray to pull the trigger if something goes south with Sarah. If he can't even kill his enemy, how is he supposed to kill his friend? Yeah. So I, I don't. That's what this episode left me questioning. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't even think it's a question. I don't think he can do it. I think someone else would have to. Um, uh, yeah. If he ever comes back. <laughs> right. God, if we ever get Ray back. Um, honestly, yeah. I mean, the Ray thing just pissed me right the hell off. It was just frustrating. It's good storytelling, though, in a, in its own way, because it gave me something to be upset about. I'm emotionally invested in all of these characters. I'm invested in the team and what they're doing and their mission. So when one of them does something stupid, I'm going to be upset about it. And so while I'm mad at Ray, it was, it was a good plot point. Um, so I respect it from that standpoint. Begrudgingly. Still stupid. (laughs) Still stupid though. I don't like it. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, it was a fine episode. It was fun. I, I really liked the pirate theme. Um, I thought Maisie Amaya killed it this episode. Um, I thought her performance was the best overall this yeah. episode, yeah. hands down. And it's always nice that they always seem to spotlight somebody to shine. Well, and it was nice also, speaking of spotlighting, that we finally got to see Sarah take time away from being captain to get a little bit of her own side story and like personal stuff. It's usually everybody else. Yeah. Cause Sarah just sits back, plays captain and you know, occasionally pops into everybody else's things to give them a little bit of advice or to give them approval. Yeah. And everybody else has their own little side stories. So it's nice to see her get that personal break. Um, and the, and the slow play of Wally should be nice. I'm really excited about that. And I do like the slow play. I like that, you know, Rip spent some time hanging out with him and stuff like that first. And then was like, hey, uh, you should join the Legends. Yeah. It wasn't one of those like uh, Constantine. He shows up on a ship. Yeah. Like, where the fuck do you come from? I honestly, I, I think it's I think they're doing it well. I think they're they're making the right call with that and how they're handling it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any any final thoughts beyond that? Any speculations for what's going to happen next episode? Uh, no, not really. I, it's just funny because they keep mentioning all these people coming back and, you know, with the stories, but we also have Gorilla Grodd that has to come back sometime too. Oh, yeah. Because I think we've all forgot about that, so. We absolutely have. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, the, was it Necromancing the Stone or whatever the hell yeah. it was called? Necromancing I think, the Stone. Right? I mean, if it's going to be a jungle-themed thing, if we're going off of what we know from the movie, I think that's where Gorilla Grodd shows up. So we okay. might have Constantine and Gorilla Grodd in an episode. Okay. I think you might be right. Yeah. I, um, I, I completely forgot about him until like two seconds ago and I was like, oh. Yeah. I haven't I seen mean, him yet. He's supposed to be part of the new Legion of Doom. Especially, yeah, if they're, if they're, um... Oh, God. Yeah. Cause Romancing the Stone is absolutely like a jungle adventure movie. So 
I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be it for today's DC on CW, the Legends of Tomorrow edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through the Rain Man digital app. And be sure to follow us on our social media. We've got Twitter at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW, and our Instagram is at DC underscore on underscore CW. And we will catch you next time. Not in the mood for chit-chat. Gotcha. Ready when you are. 